We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. I'm just going to read one more reading, Christmas reading from Matthew chapter 2. Uh, from the start of Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we've come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of the religious law. Where is the Messiah supposed to be born, he asked. In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, that this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. We'll leave it there. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this special time of year where we remember the birth of Jesus, that when God became human to be with us in a whole new way. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to start with a question this morning. We have a few hikers here. I saw saw one or two back there. Who, who, Who likes walking? Okay. How long will it take you to walk about nine and a half kilometres? Basically, if you go from here to Gabawi on the walking trail and back again, that's ten and a half kilometres. All right. Some would do it in, I don't know, probably an hour and a half. The average person, fit person, probably two hours. If you're a little bit maybe slower, three or three and a half hours. But that would be probably max. Would that be right, walkers? Yep. Um, if, uh, easy in the afternoon. Not too much of a hike. Uh, we just heard about the wise men from the east, the Magi, who travelled to Jerusalem searching for a newborn king. And that's where you'd expect to find a king, in the capital, in the palace. But Jesus was often found in places you wouldn't expect him to be found. Like in humble places like where the manger is or hanging with the people you wouldn't expect him to be with, the undesirables, the the despised people, the outcasts. And when the wise men arrived in Jerusalem, they inquired about where the Messiah was to be born. And the answer was found in the scriptures, in Bethlehem. And so they continued on their journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And the star guided them to the exact location where Jesus was. Now, in my imagination, I don't don't know about yours, but in my imagination, I always thought they left Jerusalem and then travelled a couple more days and then found themselves in Bethlehem. Has anyone else had that mindset? You don't know? Well, the distance, I googled the distance from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, it's nine and a half kilometres. You could walk there in two hours between the two towns. 
Bethlehem at the time had a wall around it, probably for protection. We read about that in the book of Luke, uh, the book of Ruth, sorry, in the Old Testament, that the, the sort of leaders of the council were sitting at the gate of Bethlehem. And, um, and they probably had a few hundred people living there, probably about the size of Kabawi, right? Um, and it was nine and a half kilometres from the capital. So people would travel to Jerusalem. They'd probably stay in Bethlehem on the way there before they did their last walk, another two or three hours, depending on who you had with you. So it was a bit of a tourist town, I suppose. So a bit like Kabawi. So imagine Kabawi is Bethlehem and you stay overnight there, but it's only nine and a half kilometres from Jerusalem. Now, out of interest, and this is probably a little side story, but this is a sad thing about today. At the moment, you probably can't walk from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. There's a reason. Can we have that picture up? And the reason is uh, this. There's a big wall there. And that was built um, a few years ago to separate um, the Israelis and the Palestinians because of the conflict that was there. Isn't that sad? That you probably, if you were Israeli or Palestinian, you couldn't walk to Bethlehem from Jerusalem. The tourists can still get in, but that's the actual fact at the present time. We need to keep praying. Isn't it funny that the, the place where the, the Prince of Peace came, was born, it has such a conflict. So uh, just a, a, a little side thought. But now, 2,000 years ago, you can pull that down now. There wasn't probably as much there, or there wasn't as much there, only a few hundred people. A little town, nine and a half kilometres away. And we read before that uh, Herod called the chief priest together and he asked them where the Christ was to be born. And straight away they said, in Bethlehem, in Judea. For it is written, Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people. So there's lots of questions as you read about these wise men, these magi as they're called. Where do they come from? East. How far did they journey? Don't know. How many were there? We don't know. Three gifts. We don't know how many of them there were. We think there's three wise men on three camels. That's because they had three gifts. But it doesn't say. There might have been two. There might have been 20. What was this star they saw in the east? How did they know what it meant? How did it lead them? You ever follow, tried to follow a star? Why did they come to worship the king of the Jews? They probably weren't Jewish. And why was the whole city disturbed? Have you ever asked those questions? Because they just put this in there and they, they don't give as much detail. And it's so, you know, when, when there's not a lot of detail in there, it's good that you ask questions and get your imagination working. But I want to focus on one other question. 
Why didn't any of the, the Jewish leaders go to Bethlehem? It's two and a half hours walk at the most. But none of them decided it's worth having a look. No one in Jerusalem decided, oh, perhaps we'll go and have a look. Herod didn't. The chief priests didn't. The, the scribes and the Pharisees didn't. They knew the Messiah was going to be born there. Why didn't they go and check it out? So we got these wise men, the Magi. They knew so little. They came so far. And they gave so much. And in, in contrast, we got these people in Jerusalem, whether the teachers or whoever they were, knew so much, were so near, and did so little. Isn't that such a contrast of what's happening? It was such a short journey, only nine and a half kilometres. And these guys knew their scriptures. They knew that um, the Messiah would be a descendant of Abraham, a descendant of Isaac and Jacob. He would be from the tribe of Judah. He would be a son of David. He would be born of a virgin. And they knew he would be born in Bethlehem. Um, and who were these guys who Herod would have called for the answers? The scribes. They, they were basically professional students. Studied the, the scriptures they had, what they called the Torah and the prophets. They studied it day and night. They knew the word of God. They loved it. They actually revered it. They learned it. They copied it out. They debated it. They memorised it. They had at least had memorised the first five books of the Bible. At least. That was, that was entry level. Some had memorised the Psalms and, and some of the other scriptures as well. And they knew when Herod came with the question, they knew the answer straight away. They didn't have to look it up. They knew 700 years before, in the book of Micah, it was foretold that he would be born in Bethlehem. They knew it by heart. So why didn't at least one or two go? Two hours walk. It seems you can be really religious, quite devout, very educated and still miss Jesus. Um, at Christmas, we can know the story but miss the whole point. Christmas is our opportunity to meet Jesus. A couple of thoughts, maybe. I just want you to think about these people who would have been there and we don't know what they were thinking, but a couple of thoughts that came to me is that head knowledge is not enough. You can know your Bible backwards, which they did. Read it, study it read all books written about it, debate it, have all sorts of opinions and doctrines you'd formed, but still not meet Jesus. Christmas is an opportunity, particularly then, was to meet God in person. Wow. This God who was omnipresent, all present by his spirit, was present in a whole new way where you could actually touch, see with all your senses. Emmanuel means God with us. That was his name. He is with us and we can encounter him. And ideas and doctrines and philosophies and knowledge are helpful. 
but it's better to decide to walk nine and a half kilometres to meet the Saviour. As I thought about these people who must have been there, I, I, I think they were probably indifferent. I'll tell you what I mean. Um, I suppose many people are indifferent to the message of Christmas. Everybody knows what a manger scene is. Whether you're probably Christian or not Christian, you've probably seen that. Seen it so many times, seen the, heard the story of Christmas so many times that it loses its power. We can get so used to things that they lose their power. Yeah, I know it's, you know, it's Mary, Joseph, the stable. You've got the angels, you've got the wise man, you've got the little drummer boy. You've got them all there, right? That's the story of Christmas. We, we can know the facts but become indifferent to the power of the message. God became flesh to dwell amongst us, laid aside everything uh, his sort of that made him laid aside his divine attributes to become a, a person so we could relate to him so as hebrews says so he understands everything we go through as well he understands the temptations because he's been through them all someone who we can identify with if the birth of jesus if christmas is just a story to you so common that you sort of dismiss it. I want to perhaps maybe challenge us to re-look at it again. You won't experience the wonder and the power of Christmas if you don't meet the Son of God. Think about these people. I, I think, you know, there's a couple of things we looked at. Maybe they were just a little bit proud be arrogant. You got these people who are well educated. Got Israel, God's chosen people. They had the scriptures, no one else had them. They had the prophets, no one else had them. They had the history of God doing incredible, incredible miracles, opening the Red Sea. God's chosen people. And one day these strangers rock up to town. You can imagine it. Rocking up to Edithburg, to Gabawi, to Millerton, wherever you are. Claiming to have seen a star in the east that led them to search for a baby who was going to be king of the Jews. It's a bit of a bizarre story. Who are these guys anyway? Who are they? How do we know if they're, they're for real? They could be just crackpots. Anyone met anyone like that in the street and they're either really brilliant or just crazy? It's hard to tell. Some are both, actually. They just... Who sent these guys? Where did they come from? And what's this star? We can't see a star. Where is it? And I reckon they probably look different. Probably different skin colour. Different clothes, different culture, ate different food. Imagine someone coming into your world so different they couldn't possibly know anything. From a different culture, they dressed strange. Everything when they walked into town was, they're not from around here. 
You know what I'm talking about? Now, we've never had anyone like that come into our life who we would, we would dismiss, would we? I wonder if we do discount people who are just different from us. Different cultures, different traditions, different ideas, different ways of looking at things. God speaking to them in different ways through a star. Hang on, in the scripture, that's, that's not scriptural. They must be heretics. I just wonder, these guys who knew the scriptures backward, who were actually at the top of their tree, you, to get into this group of people, you actually had to be the best of the best. It's like the top guns of the, of the Jewish um, educational world, and only a few managed to get there. And I just wonder if they were just too proud or arrogant and they just dismissed these people. Bethlehem was nine and a half kilometres away. Who's going to go to a walk to Kabawi and back again and realise you could have walked from Jerusalem to Bethlehem? Yet not one of those religious teachers cared enough to at least go and check out the rumour. I mean, it's just an afternoon. Surely it's worth checking out. It's possible to know a great deal and still miss an encounter with God. It's possible to know the story but become indifferent. It's possible to be just a little bit too proud and arrogant that we miss the messages that can come from, I don't know, the youngest child. Just someone who you think may not have the knowledge. When you read Matthew 2, as, as we read it, you know, everyone involved had the same basic information. They sort of knew a baby was going to be born in Bethlehem and they knew the baby was, there was a baby who was going to be prophesied to be king. Herod knew that. The teachers knew that. Herod knew it and tried to kill him. The teachers knew it and they ignored it. The wise men knew it and they travelled to worship him. There we go. That's, that's what Christmas is. Herod was hostile. I suppose the teachers, I see them as being indifferent. Yeah, whatever. Christmas, it'll come around next year. The wise men, well, they were that. Just that. Wise. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you've seen a little slogan somewhere that says wise men still seek Jesus. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. Today I want to encourage you to remember that Jesus was found in a manger. And there's an invitation for us to just step towards him to worship him. Is it even closer than nine and a half kilometres? In fact, he's right here. He's with us. When, when God, uh, Jesus was born, his, his name was Emmanuel, God with us. And when he 
died and went to heaven, that part remained. God is with us by his Holy Spirit. And uh, I think today Jesus is still found in manger type places. Now, we sort of romanticise the manger, but it's basically a, it's a f- feed trough for animals, isn't it? And I'm sure that Mary and Joseph cleaned it up a little, um, patted it out, but basically there's donkey slobber in there somewhere, right? Probably food scraps and hay and who knows what else. The first bed of the Son of God was not a royal cradle but it's in a messy place and the good thing for us to know is Jesus is quite at home in messy situations and that's the same and we should be encouraged by that because most of our lives aren't shiny and sparkly they're messy and Jesus is quite at home in your manger situation. You know, the manger is a place of humility. The only, it was a humble place to be born into. And the only prerequisite, as far as I can understand, in meeting Jesus is humble heart. It's the only thing we need to receive the grace of God is really realising our need. God gives grace to the humble but opposes the proud. Proud people just can't receive God. The manger is a picture of humility. And anyone who would humble their heart, I think that's the only prerequisite at all about receiving God. And uh, perhaps one more thing about the manger. It's accessible to all. It's all right, the lid's on. And so you see the shepherds there. And we think of shepherds, you know, as farmers or something. In those days, you got probably the magi, the wise men were the top of the class. The shepherds were like the lowest. In their society, they were like, you know, ground zero in society. Couldn't go into certain places because they were considered probably unclean, but accessible to them. In fact, they were invited, invited in. And so the the manger tells us that Jesus is accessible to all. And I want to encourage you to take time to meet with Jesus this Christmas. Don't be like those who stayed in Jerusalem, knew too much, too indifferent, too proud to walk the extra nine and a half kilometres and encounter with Emmanuel, God with us will change our entire life. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the example that the wise men give us, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that we, we can still find you in, that, in those manger places, Lord God. And we do. We, we come realising that uh, you're quite at home in all of our hearts because you change us. Lord, we perhaps humble ourselves, and we, and we just draw close to you in our hearts, Lord. We just maybe 
And maybe get a picture of Jesus in your mind's eye and just say, thank you, Lord, we come to you. We're going to sing Away in the Manger. Good? Back to you, Gap. And then, uh, and then one more song after that. And then we're going to dismiss this part of the service. Stay with us for some coffee, some Christmas shortbread. I know. We've gone all out. And uh, I want to pray for you one more time before we do that. And Lord, I pray for each family here. And I pray for their Christmas tomorrow as they meet with family and some who can't meet with family lord we pray for them as well who are loved ones who are far away lord uh, and whether it's full of people or it's more of a you know a smaller gathering or a lonely place i pray that the spirit of god will be in every household in every home in jesus name amen